Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. And today I want to talk about Robinhood. Robinhood is under the scrutiny of Massachusetts regulators right now uh, because there are some hidden dangers in Robinhood uh, that heavily impact young people and what are called uninformed investors. And so what I'm going to do this morning very, very quickly is uh, kind of describe some of these hidden dangers of Robinhood so that as you trade, uh, you will know how to be careful. So we're going to get started. Uh, the conversation is about Robinhood this morning. And a welcome to the Black Financial Channel. And we're going to get started right now. Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, as I said, I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor, and I want to talk about Robinhood. Uh, Robinhood is under the scrutiny of investigators right now. Uh, regulators in Massachusetts are claiming that Robinhood has had a detrimental effect on the uh, economic activity of young people. And, uh, and I'm going to break down and explain to you exactly why I think the regulators are right. Uh, the regulators are right to uh, to deal with Robinhood. Uh, Robinhood has led to a burst of investing that has been seen all throughout the world. But uh, it's also uh, causing some effects that you may not be aware of. And and so anyway, do me a favor before we get started. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. And I want to remind you, I'm not, not a black man who happens to be a finance professor. I Oh, sorry. I scratched that. I am not a finance professor who happens to be a black man. I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. I hope that wasn't Freudian slip. I would hate to think I was a sellout. I'm trying to be a good man here. I just just be patient with me. God ain't through with me yet. So uh, let, let me just go and break this down for you uh, as I as I head to the doctor's office for my annual checkup. All black men out there, uh, brothers, make sure you get your checkups regularly because you never know what's going on inside your body and you want to make sure you stay healthy. So so here's the deal. All right, so Robin Hood is being scrutinized heavily. By regulators and regulators are basically saying, particularly in Massachusetts, that Robin Hood is having a crazy effect on on the young people and exposing them to uh, tremendous risk that they may not be aware of. Uh, they, they feel that Robin Hood, uh, because Robin Hood has been kind of at the forefront of this investing revolution, which, uh, as B. Claude says, it, it got him started in, into investing. I think that's great. Robin Hood's gotten a lot of people into investing. But I want to break this down for you real quick. Uh, first of all, I want to ask you guys, how many of you, give me a yes or no in the chat, yes or no, how many of you uh, are using the Robinhood app? How many of you either are using it, uh, used to use it, uh, you know, maybe Robinhood got you started investing, uh, Big Drip, what's going on, I see you in there. Uh, how many of you are, are using Robinhood right now? Give me a yes or no in the chat. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I see a lot of you are using Robinhood. Now, the thing about Robinhood is, that you really want to think about, though, is Robinhood's awesome because it makes investing very easy. It make Robinhood makes investing extremely easy, but also Robinhood is dangerous because it makes investing very easy. Do you see? Do you follow me? Do you get what I'm, what I'm saying here? It makes it makes it's, it's great because it makes investing easy. It's terrible because it makes investing easy. Um, there, there's a, there, it, when you go back to financial theory and you, you kind of talk about some of the stuff that, um, that we, this is not even something that we, that I ever really talked much about when I was teaching at Syracuse. This is more so on a higher level plane in terms of the research that we did, uh, on investing. And one of the things that one concept that I want you to kind of, kind of embrace for a second is, uh, the idea of being an informed investor versus an uninformed investor, informed versus uninformed. So if you go back to the stock market crash of 1929, uh, a lot of the reason that the market crashed uh, is because you had a lot of really uninformed investors 
uh, who didn't have the, the money. They couldn't afford to lose the money they were putting up. They thought that the market could only go up. It could never go down. They were diving headfirst into major leverage situations, and they didn't really understand what was going on. Uh, you, know, you, you saw some of this happen, actually, I think, even with the Tulsa Fund, when you had people that uh, invested in the Tulsa Fund. They invested in, think about that. Think about it in that context. You invest your last $500 in the Tulsa Fund because you are convinced that the Tulsa Fund is going to make going to double your money in a year, right? Because you don't understand investing, or you buy crypto, you jump you jump into Bitcoin. I saw people uh, literally borrowing off their credit card to invest in Bitcoin in 2017 because they didn't know what investing actually is. They didn't understand that investing meant that you can lose money and you can lose a lot. The whole bottom could fall out of the market and you could lose everything. And then nobody will be there to apologize to you. Nobody will be there to make you whole. Nobody will be there to hear you, hear your, hear your sobbing. Nobody will be there to help you feed your kids. So um, basically, uninf- when you talk about uninformed investors, and I'm not, this is not even, even meant to be stated in a disparaging way. Uninformed investors don't always know what the risk is. They don't always know what the downside is. It's like uh, if, if I decide I want to be going to the dope game, nobody has a right to tell me whether that's a, a good or bad thing to do. But but somebody might sit me down and say, OK, boys, make sure you understand the life you're signing up for. When you join this gang, the only way you're going to leave this gang is in a casket. Right. Right. So 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 it's not so much a matter of telling me what the right or wrong decision is. Right. I, I make that decision. What what it comes down to is, do you know what you're in for? Now, that's where Robinhood comes into the conversation. Robinhood, by making investing so easy, by, by just opening the door for anybody with a phone to start investing that day, it's really kind of bringing people in without them knowing what they're in for. Uh, right now, you are lucky because you are living through one of the greatest investing eras in the history of this country. This is one of the best times in American history to become an investor because it's literally raining money out of the sky. Money is raining out of the sky. The Fed is dropping a trillion dollars every six weeks onto the economy. So there's money raining out of the sky. Corporate valuations are sick. It is going, it is berserk. It is easy. It, making money in the stock market is like shooting fish in the barrel, blindfold. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world to make money in this market. But the thing about it is that it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be this way. You know, and, uh, and, and and I always I love to go back to that new edition song. Can you stand the rain? Um, and, you know, one of the uh, guys from new editions actually in the black business school. And he and he was making fun of me because I always bring up two. I always bring up two examples of, of, of new edition or Bellevue DeVoe songs when I'm talking about investing. One is can you stand the rain? Meaning, can you stand when it starts raining and it doesn't stop raining for two years? Will, will you will you be there, girl, when it's raining for two years? Number two is never trust a big button to smile. That's a whole nother conversation, but it does involve investing in terms of who you invest your, your life in. So I love to bring up those two examples because at the end of the day, um, you don't want to be a sucker. At the end of the day, you don't want to get body slammed financially and then sit back and say, oh, my God, I'm such a victim. Nobody ever told me. Well, no, now you can't say that because you listen to this video. You officially are no longer allowed to say Nobody ever told me. I didn't know. I lost everything. It was terrible. No, no, because Uncle Boyce told you and Dr. Boyce told you. Two people told you today. Uncle Boyce told you and Dr. Boyce told you that investing is inherently risky. And the reason regulators are going after Robinhood is because they don't feel that Robinhood is doing enough to let investors know, particularly young people, 
young people, millennials, or not even millennials, like it's like millennials are old now. Millennials are in their thirties. Like, like whatever generations after the millennials, maybe it's Y, Z, Generation Q. I, I don't know, man. But but those those young people that are jumping in and saying, "Look, mom, there, there's so much money out here. It's easy to make money right now. This is amazing." Just know that there's a darker side to that, and I don't want you to get caught blindfolded. I don't want you to get blindsided by that. So Robin Hood, they are 100% right to go after Robin Hood because there is such a thing as making um, investing a little bit too easy, and uh, and they're basically going to pressure Robin Hood to make some adjustments so that you let people know what they're in for. Like you, you just say, to them, look, you, are you sure you're about that life? Because here's the other thing, too. A lot of people will talk about Robin Hood. By the way, actually, as I move forward, hit the thumbs up button. If you could, please hit the thumbs up button. We're trying to build black media here, and you know how important black media is. And I hope that we keep it real and keep it consistent enough that you believe in us. So I'm just asking you right now, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the notification bell, hit the subscribe button. And also, don't forget that the Black Wealth Bootcamp starts on January 7th. So uh, if you want to understand how to be, obtain economic independence from the corporate plantation, it's a very popular program. Everybody loves it. Feel free to go to blackwealthbootcamp.com. Take a look. It's a six-week masterclass I teach. I only do it once every couple of years or whatever. Uh, I think you're going to like it. It's really, really good. I know you're going to like it. You're going to love it. So anyway, there's the URL. All right. So so here's, here's the thing. Um, people talk about Robin Hood being their introduction to investing. Like, you know, with that, with, I, it was the Robin Hood app that got me started investing. I want to ask you this question. I'm going to respond to your question with a question. Did it really get you started with investing? Did, did it really? Or did it get you going, started with gambling? You see, because investing is not the same as gambling. And a lot of people are on the Robinhood app and they are gambling, but they think it's investing. Like they think that investing is, is gambling. They think gambling is investing. And, and I've been to Vegas before. I've been to casinos before. And I can tell you that they're not the same thing. Gambling makes me sick. Gambling puts a hold on my side. When I was in college one time, I messed around. I, I thought I was smart. I thought I could actually predict who was going to win NFL games and who was going to beat the spread. So I went over. I met this guy. I, I kid you not. This is Kentucky, right? Kentucky's like this great state. That's, that's where Breonna Taylor got killed. But it's like full of like wonderful people and lots of hillbillies. So I met a, a, couple, a really wonderful hillbilly by the name of Russ. And Russ um, used to watch football games with me. And Russ used to bet on football games. So Russ said, hey, man, he said, I, I, you know, he said, you know, we could bet on these games and make money. I said, really? I said, well, you know, I'm pretty good at predicting the games. I, and so Russ said, I got a friend who has a has a bookie and, and we can bet with the bookie. And I said, OK, what's your friend's name? He said, my friend's name is Russ. I said, but wait a minute. Your name is Russ. He said, yeah, my friend's name is Russ, too. So my friend Russ, who had another friend named Russ, who had a bookie. Uh, invited me over to the second Russ's house. So we go to Russ's house, the one with the bookie, not the first Russ, who's my friend. And we sit there and we watch football all day long. This is a college student's dream, right? So I'm, I'm watching football all day long, and I bet on a couple of games, and I got super, super lucky, and I won all the games I bet on that day. So that day I got maybe, I think I got a check from the bookie or, or cash. The bookies don't write checks. I got about $600 in a day. And I remember feeling very confident. I felt like Superman, you know, like, like I just hit that kryptonite and I was feeling like Superman that day. Like I was the smartest guy in the world because gambling does that. Like when you win, you know, you, whether it's the blackjack day, table or anything else, you feel like you're the smartest person in the world and you feel like you cannot lose. So I was feeling like Superman that day. And, uh, and so I kept doing it. I said, look at this. This is amazing. I made, I don't have to work anymore. I made more money in one day than I would make at my job 
over a three-week period. That was like paradise. I thought I'd figured out the solution. I thought I figured out a system. I thought I knew how to make money. I thought I knew how to win. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It took me about maybe three weeks of consistent losing, of going deep in debt, and, and owing money to a bookie who made me really believe that he might show up at my house and break my legs or kill me for me to realize this ain't the way, this ain't the solution. You know, it, it was seeing that dark side of, 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 of what happens when you don't pick the right spread or, or when you get mad because the Minnesota Vikings decided to kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown because they don't want to beat the other team by too many points. It's when you cut, that's when you kind of realize like maybe, maybe I didn't have it all figured out. Right. And that's what happens when you're young, when you're young, let's just be clear. When you're young, you're stupid. Like no disrespect to any young people listening, but when 10 years from now, you'll agree with me 10 years from now, you'll be smart enough to know how stupid you are right now. But then again, that's true for all of us in 10 years from today, all of us should be looking back at our current selves and saying, wow, I wish I'd known then what I know now. Back then I was kind of stupid compared to where I am today. So why, why am I saying all this? Well, because Robinhood is especially appealing to young people. Young people are the first ones to jump into Robinhood. A lot of young people also are bored because of the pandemic. They, they don't have anything to do. And Robinhood has been like the answer to their prayers. Oh, my God. Look, mom. Look, I flipped my money three times. Look at how much money I'm making. This is great. I want and, I, and, and if that's what you're doing and you love it, keep doing it. Keep doing your thing. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to tell you what to do. What I'm here to tell you, though, is that gambling is not the same as investing. Investing is when you plant a seed and you let that seed grow. Gambling uh, is when you're constantly trying to look for the quick flip. Uh, investing is the long money. Gambling is the short money. Uh, investing is the, um, is the slow money. Gambling is the fast money. So if you're looking for fast, short money and quick flips, then you're not really investing, you're gambling. So day traders a lot of times are doing as much gambling as they are investing. Uh, people that are buying lots of options, stock options, so that they can actually do the quick flips, the, the, many of those people are gambling. They're not really investing, right? Options can be used for investing, but they're not using them for investing. They're using them for gambling. So what I want to just say to you is that there's a reason, there's a very good reason why the uh, regulators at, at, in Massachusetts are going after Robinhood right now, and I approve this message, is because they need to at least issue a warning and let young people know, look, enter at your own risk. Uh, they should treat Robinhood like it, like it, for what it is, it's a casino. For some people, it has become a casino. And a lot of the insane valuations that you're seeing on equities right now, like how the DoorDash IPO doubled in price or something on the first day, Airbnb shot up like crazy on the first day. Believe me, believe me, mark my word, write this down. You know, stick a thumb in this video, a thumbnail in this video, bookmark this page and this video right now. And I want you to go come back and listen to this video when the whole market crumbles and crashes and a lot of those companies' valuations fall straight to the floor and people are crying because they got body slammed financially from buying into overpriced stocks. Valuations do matter. They trick you into believing that the fundamental value of a company does not matter. Chickens always come home to roost. This has happened before. This happened in the, the 1929 stock market crash. It happened in the 1999 dot-com bubble. It happened in the 2007-2008 uh, crash in, in mortgage-backed securities. It, 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 this too shall pass. It's going to happen. Just be ready. Mark my words. It's going to occur. Prepare yourself. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Because the economic apocalypse will arrive someday. But until that time, keep making your money. Keep being smart and be a smart investor. 
And also one thing, one little side note, I'm, I'm going to give this is just to the homies that are listening. It, when Robinhood goes public, Robinhood is an $11 billion company. They're probably going to be worth 20, 30 or $40 billion after they go public when all the gamblers show up and dive deep into the stock without caring for a second about the fundamental valuation. If you want to know my opinion about the Robinhood IPO, my answer is hell to the null, to the null, null, to the null, null, null. I'm not touching that IPO. I'm not going to buy into that company's stock. I'm not messing with that at all because it's going to be significantly overvalued. The only time I'm going to come, you know when I'm going to invest in the, in the Robinhood IPO is about a year or two after the IPO when the stock has crashed and everybody's running away from it and everybody's afraid. Like Warren Buffett used to say, that smart investors, you want to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. Right now, the market is pretty greedy. And I really think this is going to eventually uh, collapse on itself. There's going to be some problems that come out of this. But that does not mean that the stock market is a bad place to be. It just means you got to be smart, be informed, be intelligent. Don't go with the fads and go with the trends because trends are almost always temporary. Do you get what I'm saying? Give me a yes or no if you follow what I'm saying. If you hear what Uncle Boyce is saying, then you can take it in love. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, great. So, uh, by the way, don't forget this weekend, the Black Real Estate Weekend happens. Uh, You can still register. We start on the 19th. We've got a ton of real estate experts coming through. We've got experts on every type of real estate from buying your first home to multifamily property to commercial real estate to tax lien investing to becoming a real estate agent. All of that real estate is one of the three pillars of wealth we talk about in the Black Business School, which is stock market investing, real estate and entrepreneurship. So uh, if you'd like to join us, go take a look. Go to blackrealestateweekend.com. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. All of our stuff is amazing. In the Black Business School, we have about 140,000 students all around the world, 130,000, sorry. And uh, and we're, we're getting it done. We're making it happen. So I hope that you'll support us in the building of a Black-owned university. A lot of you are $100,000 in debt to a white-owned university that didn't have your best interests at heart, that knew nothing about Black wealth, that cared nothing about the Black community. Well, all we care about is Black wealth. All we care about is Black people. All we care about is Black communities. That's why we exist. So we'd love to have you give us a try. So feel free. Go take a look. The Black Real Estate Weekend is a great way to get introduced to what we're doing or to reintroduce yourself. And we will make sure you're better off when you're done than you were when you walked through the door. So blackrealestateweekend.com. The URL is right there on the screen. Have a good day, everybody. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace.